Episode 1 of the 107 Ministries Podcast. My name is Mike Mitchell. I'm going to be your host on our podcast. I want to thank you for tuning in with us. And the mission of 107 Ministries is to support and encourage the mental, emotional, and spiritual wellness of our first responders and their families. And we pray that this podcast is one way that we can do that. If you're a first responder, my goal for this podcast is that you be, one, encouraged that this serves as a time to hit pause on your week, to maybe get a bit of rest and reset mentally, and also to help you maybe think about things a little bit differently. And if you're a family member of a first responder, my prayer is the same, but I also pray that this is a time for you to learn a bit more about your first responder, that you get to understand maybe what they're thinking or what they're feeling just a little bit better so that you can help walk alongside them and encourage them and that your relationships would then be strengthened. So let's jump right in. We're going to be looking at the book of Exodus, chapter 17, verses 9 through 13. And if you're a first responder, you know the adrenaline dump that comes from at least as an officer, maybe an officer needs urgent help call, or if you're a firefighter, maybe you've been on a fire ground and you've heard a mayday call come out. At that point, everybody drops everything they're doing and you go run to help your brother or sister who needs that help. As first responders, there's a willingness to radio for backup. There tends to be not really a stigma of asking for help if a call gets to be a little bit too much for you or a fire is more than you can handle and you need a second alarm. In fact, for many, that's part of your training in the academy is knowing your limits and knowing when you need that extra set of hands or more. And yet, I wonder if we do that in our personal lives just as much. If we look at the book of Exodus, chapter 17, a bit of background Israel is getting ready to go fight the Amalekites. In other words, a foreign power, and God has told them that they will strike the Amalekites down. So starting at verse 9, Moses says to Joshua, Select some men for us and go fight against Amalek. Tomorrow I will stand on the hilltop with God's staff in my hand. Joshua did as Moses told him and fought against Amalek, while Moses, Aaron, and Hur went up to the top of the hill. While Moses held up his hand, Israel prevailed, and whenever he put his hand down, Amalek prevailed. When Moses' hands grew weary and heavy, 
They took a stone and put it under him, and he sat down. Then Aaron and Hur supported his hands, one on one side and the other on the other side, so that his hands remained steady until the sun went down. So Joshua defeated Amalek and his army with the sword. Now, just so you know who Moses took up to the mountaintop with him, Aaron was Moses' brother, and Hur, spelled H-U-R, by the way, was Moses' brother-in-law. So you could even look at that and say quite literally, Moses and his brothers went up to the top of the mountain. You see, we as people, we were created for community. We're created to be in relationships. Maybe that's with our own families. Or for a lot of us, maybe it's our, our churches and our faith communities. If you're a police officer, that certainly extends to the brother and sisterhood that you have with your co-workers. And the same with firefighters. We as people need to understand how important it is to have that support system. And scripture tends to speak to this as well. If we look at the book of Hebrews, chapter 10, verse 24, it says, And let us consider one another in order to provoke love and good works, not neglecting to gather together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another, all the more as you see the day approaching. The day, by the way, being the return of God. But I really want to focus on this idea of gathering together and considering one another, as the scripture says, to provoke love and good works. I would say that we could rephrase that to say to encourage one another to do the right thing, to do the good thing, to act with kindness. And it goes on to say that we're to gather together to encourage one another. And Lord knows we could all use a bit of encouragement every now and then. And if we look at another part of the Bible, at Acts chapter 2, the early church is just trying to get itself established. And Luke writes, they, being the early church, devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to the fellowship and breaking of bread and to prayer. In other words, they devoted themselves to looking at Scripture and understanding it better, to gathering together, to fellowship and encourage one another, breaking of bread simply meaning having a meal, and to praying for one another. Again, I can't stress enough the importance of having that positive support system in your life. And yet, as first responders, there seems to be a general unwillingness to seek help or turn to that support system when maybe you're going through a mental, emotional, or spiritual crisis. I think that it's an unfair stigma amongst first responders, or at least internally, there's this idea that exists 
that if you go and ask for help, you're sometimes weak. And I don't think that's the case at all. Rather, I think it's a sign of strength to recognize what you can and can't handle and ask for help when you can't do it alone. You see, depression, anxiety, or post-traumatic stress, we can't just shake it off. If you're an officer and you broke your leg running after a suspect, odds are you're going to accept that help to get back to your vehicle, to get back to an ambulance. And yet, when we as first responders are struggling and suffering with mental and emotional issues, it's very hard for us to ask for help. I think that there's this idea that we're automatically going to be deemed unfit for duty or everybody's going to look at us and call us crazy. And that's really not fair because depression, anxiety, and so forth, you can't shake that off any more than you could a broken leg or a heart attack. It takes time. It takes treatment. And having that support system is part of that treatment. You see, overcoming these things is not easy. And it really does take that community of coming alongside you and having those people in your life that will help you win the battle by holding up your hands. We have to not only be willing to accept help, but sometimes we have to actively seek it out. I encourage you that if you're struggling, look for those support services. Look for those people in your life that you can go to. My other prayer being is that if you're a first responder and one of your coworkers comes to you and says they're struggling, don't think any less of them. My prayer would be that you would encourage them strongly. That you would recognize that it's taken a lot for somebody to come and ask for help. Especially in our professions where asking for help seems to be kind of taboo. And when we're asking for help, it's important to be very discerning when we're building up that support system. Because we know that there are some people that probably won't help us. And that may be because they may not want to help. Maybe helping you through your stuff will bring up some of their own stuff. And that's just something they're not willing to deal with. And that's not bad because addressing these kind of issues tends to happen at its own time and in its own pace. But it is really important that as first responders, we learn to come alongside our brothers and sisters who are hurting and who are struggling. Because that's the only way we're going to get through this if you want to make it through 30 years on the job, you're going to need this support system. Because the average person in their life may deal with 
three or four really traumatic incidents. And I know officers that may deal with that in a couple of shifts or maybe in a week. You see that the trauma and the things that officers have to deal with far outpaces that of a normal person. And to succeed and to thrive in your work and your home lives, it's going to take this community. There is strength in numbers. And so I encourage you to reach out. There are so many great resources out there. And there are people out there who will walk with you. And if you don't have anyone to walk with you, give us a call here at 10-7. We will help you as much as we can. It is important to come alongside our brothers and sisters and walk with them through the fire. As we close, I pray that you remember that. In fact, let me pray for us now. Gracious Lord, I thank you for those who decided to tune in. I pray that this message reaches them at the right time. I pray that you encourage our first responders to band together. Lord, as, as your word says, that they come together and encourage each other, that they devote themselves to scripture, to fellowship, to prayer, so that they may thrive in their calling. Lord, we thank you and we praise you for this day. Amen. In closing, I'll leave you with something that I say to my officers often. In fact, I said this to a group of them yesterday. You've got to take care of yourselves so that you can better take care of each other. And I'm here to walk right along with you. Thanks, everyone. We'll see you next time. Be well. Thanks for tuning in to the 107 Ministries podcast. Please connect with us through social media. We are on Instagram and Facebook. You can go to our website at 10-7.org, but you got to spell it out. Again, that's 10-7.org. There you can leave us a prayer request. If you have anything that you want us to cover on the podcast, you can drop us a line that way. Leave us a message. If you're on your podcast provider, go ahead and give us a subscribe, give us a rating, and know that we are a nonprofit ministry, which means we depend on your donations to do the work that we've been called to do. So if you're so inclined, you can donate on our website. We would love to part have you partner with us. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.